Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Maths Lessons. I'm Cy Beckwith. I'm Kelly Rickard. I'm Omar Abid. And it's the final, last ever Maths Lessons episode. Yay! Get a look back on the couples, get a look back on all the relationships. Might have a little surprise coming as well, so that might not technically be the last episode, but it's the last one where we're all in a room together. It feels like so long that we've all been together. I know it also feels like a massive achievement to get this far, because lots has been going on behind the scenes. I mean, you know... Funerals, (laughs) Funerals, <laughs> metro issues, I don't know. There's been lots of crack. We've got there. Yeah, we have. I wanted to ask you, Kelly, actually, because we started at the very beginning, before the UK one, uh, the UK edition of Married at First Sight started, we were getting prepared for the Australian one. We'd actually recorded a few episodes, but prior to that, you hadn't seen any Married at First Sight. I hadn't. How has this been for you? <laughs> Well, it's been intense. I feel like we've kind of somehow ended up as the head of this strange kind of cult thing. Um, But I will say I've much, much, much preferred this series to the Australian one that we started looking at. Why is that? This one felt a bit more real. There was people that I could kind of relate to a little bit more. The Australian one feels very reality TV, I think. I don't know. I felt like there was a bit of genuine heart in this one and that the experts were really genuinely trying to create some relationships at the end of it. Yeah, it is, there, there were some some genuine relationships there, obviously. It's intense though, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't... Yeah. Like that hour every night, and especially because we were tweeting, and I'm I've previously been terrified of Twitter. Like that was intense. Just the kind of having to multifunction, watch it, think thoughts, tweet thoughts, respond to thoughts. A lot of thoughts. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. It's a very intense month. Uh, it's interesting that they're planning to uh, 
PCB had said they're planning to extend it to maybe 30, 40 episodes next year. Wow. So we don't need, like, counselling by the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> How's it been for you, Si? Yeah, it's been... It, I agree with you on what you're saying for the Australian one. Like, this has... It was, was different to the one we watched, and even the last series of the Australian one, which was on TV over here. I think the characters within this one, there's people you can relate to more. And, I mean, probably just because the British kill you. That's why we voted Brexit in it, because, you know what I mean? Well, like I did think, as I was saying that, this is going to sound like some kind of weird, xenophobic, it did, racist... It did, I'm going to edit it, so it definitely does sound like that kind of... <laughs> There were far too many Welsh people for me, personally. <laughs> so, I guess we should actually talk about what happened since we did a normal episode, which was the vow renewals and the reunion. I think I was quite surprised that everyone who got to the vow renewals, they all stayed together. Yeah, they did. I mean, the first the first couple who got back together, who decided to stay together were Matt and Dan. I mean, that was an obvious one, I think. Yeah, they tried to create some drama. The programmer tried to create some drama, wasn't it? With the whole, oh, where are they going to move? Leeds or Ireland? Will it be okay? Who wants children now? Who wants to wait a few years? But it was just obvious. Yeah, it was. Even the uh, the whole thing in the vows, you can tell that, that Dan didn't really want to say all that. They'd almost probably prompted him to to try and make it more dramatic and that, oh, he's, he might not, want to, yeah. might not want to stay, but it was... It was obvious they're they're really well suited, and they they've handled all their problems like adults. Oh God, yeah, but they were so grown up and so calm and so literate in their arguments. Like I, I've never been like that in love ever. It's something I will aspire to, but I doubt it now. I just when there's that much emotion involved, I don't know how you can sit sensibly and be like, well, we could try Ireland. But then I don't know how I'll feel. But just so calm. Are you like that? Are you both like that in relationships? No, calm? no, no, no. No. Just nah. Well, because you're emotional, aren't you? If you want to get an emotive point across. Yeah. Try to stay calm. You think you're calm. In your head, you're being calm. Outwardly, definitely not. Just, but so do you think they're just better people than us then? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> they are just good people. Very mature. That's yeah. not to me what I've ever experienced in life. Because yeah. things are emotive and things get passionate. It'll be interesting. Babies behind closed doors, they are different, but... Animalistic. Primal. They're a bit of sexy now, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they definitely are, aren't they? I hope so. Well, to be fair, all Matt needed to turn that way was a little bit of red wine. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, hello, Matt post 9pm. He was just a totally different character, wasn't he? I loved it. He wasn't having it off Morag. He wasn't. He was just screwing his face up and like huffing and puffing. He just wasn't having any of what she was giving. Yeah, it, uh, maybe it was the way it was edited, but it felt like it came from nowhere as well. Like we hadn't seen that he and Luke had this really close friendship that we now know about after speaking to Luke. But it, it just seemed like, where has this come from? It came from Bottle and Half a Rise. Like, yeah, that's exactly where it came from. Who was sat there? It didn't need to be Luke. He was just jonesing for a proper <laughs> sassy little argument. <laughs> Sorry, Matt and Daniel are a good couple, though, because Daniel didn't stop him. Daniel was on board with... Because if that was me and Rebecca out... Yeah. And one of us started mouthing off, which, I'll be honest, it could be either of us. <laughs> one of us would be swinging your neck in. Do you know what I mean? Winding yeah. your neck in a bit. Do you not think he should have played that role, though? Should have been nah, like... Nah, oh, nah. Don't well, you ruin my telly. Oh, good point, yeah. But, yeah, but as a couple, though, 
He was potentially embarrassing himself a little bit there. No, Matt was being all right. He was asking decent questions and he wasn't being a dick about it. He was just being he was just saying, "What do you think of him? What's wrong with what's wrong with Luke as he was? All the things you say you like about him are are they really Luke? You want someone who I like it when he's dominant, but is that Luke? That's not an unreasonable question. I don't think Dan should have stepped in there. At a dinner party? Yes. Yeah. Right. Oh god, I look forward to going to a dinner party with you. It's going to be pretty bland, isn't it? Well, no. <laughs> what you, I can't start asking Claire. Do you really fancy Omar? Are you sure you fancy Omar? <laughs> is it just because he's taking his socks off? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the other the other couple getting married on that episode, doing the vow renewal. Sorry, Josh and Amy, and they had that very nice close up of Josh's sockless ankles oh yeah that disturbed you that didn't it yeah i didn't like it there was too much too much ankle on display this whole series i thought um but i was surprised they stayed together yeah i really thought that one of them probably josh would have said said no yeah they were a strange couple i wonder if we didn't really get to see the sort of truth of them in the editing because every now and then they would allude to the fact that there was this great sex or this physical chemistry and like but it didn't come across in any of the footage that we saw so do you want an after show of just footage of just rattling well can we just have like the odd sort of look as they go through a door and then shut it or you know like some kind of subtle hint to we do actually get on sometimes, even if it's just in the bedroom. I don't but know. It's finding that middle ground because you obviously want to see them shag. You are a Victorian gentleman who can't deal with angles. <laughs> so there's something in the middle that is like, I just watch them having a cuddle I, and a kiss. But yeah, like, yeah, all right then. Just like some kissing with tongues. I'm happy. I think what happened with their relationship was she's um, she works in the media and mm-hmm. in sports. She's a football fan. I believe she's a Chelsea fan, which has tainted my view of her. But it's a siege mentality, which is something that football managers often often use. Oh, uh, what's he talking about? <laughs> because because um, Amy in particular felt all the other couples were against them and they kept being told, it's not going to work, Amy, it's not going to work. It makes you want to dig your heels in and make it work. Yeah. So even though there wasn't any, other than we'd heard there was great sex, even though there wasn't any actual affection it didn't seem like or anything she she wanted it to work so badly and was being told so much that it wouldn't she was trying even harder yeah, to make it work I, I agree i think there was definitely that but also i think there was something else at play look i'm like using football speak now at play <laughs> talk sport um i think it was the fact that he was so emotionally they kept saying guarded i would say stunted like he was so emotionally stunted she was getting nothing from him that i think she started to panic that she, she was like, oh, no, I'm feeling something and he isn't. So she started to do that typical thing of pushing him away and being like that Mexican episode. Mm. <laughs> just It just appeared to be picking on him continually. I think that was because she, it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. She thought he doesn't feel the same. So I'm going to do lots of things that make sure he doesn't feel the same. Yeah, it was, it was very surprising. When we get to talking about the reunions, that's one that I think... I was kind of fairly certain by the time we got to the reunion, which I think was about three months later after yeah. the vow renewals, that they wouldn't be together. Yeah. But he's just a lad, isn't he? Like, that's what he is. Exactly. He's 27. Yeah. Handsome man. He's been on telly. Yeah. He's definitely made the most of that. Yeah. He'll have been flooded with DMs and stuff, won't he? And then... He doesn't need to be, do you know what I mean? If you post a picture of scenery, he's straight in there like... <laughs> <laughs> do you know... that? 
thing is, so I felt a little bit sad. We will come back. I know I'm jumping ahead to the reunion, but Amy had done that typical sort of what girls think is a power move. He's dumped me, so I'm going to go blonde. And it just made me sad <laughs> because it's... No, it's what we all do. I've done it. Like, honestly, you you can tell how good my mental health is by the colour of my hair. If things are going well, I'm brunette. I'm natural. <laughs> the highlights start creeping in you know there's some issues behind the scenes so like I was just like why have you no don't do it and then the other thing is she probably was trying to diet and stuff as well no he wasn't worth it no not at all thank you for agreeing but you made like the made effort and that's all you can ask but I don't think they were going to be well suited as no. a couple long term but it's nice that they made the effort all the way through and the vow renewals and stuff was like not what I was expecting but they stayed together for why that why do you think they did I think it was like a genuine, really, let's try and make this work thing. I think if you're in something like this for that length of time, your emotions must feel all over the place. And it must be very easy to confuse what you're feeling with what you think you're feeling. Like, we've all done that. It's like a holiday romance sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you think you love them. Yeah. And you don't. Yeah. They're just a little Australian bird. Like, it's not love. I know. And it's that tour thing. Like, as an actor who's been on tour, within two or three days, you feel like that group of actors is your real family. Like, you, 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 I've never felt like this before. These are the best friends I've ever had because you are 24 hours a day together. Yeah, like, like that's why on-tour romances don't often work out, I think. Yeah, but it's intense. The friendships often do, though, because it's that intense yeah. relationship, which is where, if you look at these as a group, they'll have, like, the loads of them will stay in contact. Yeah. Some of the relationships might not work out, like, between yeah. the individuals as couples, but as friends, I imagine, because you've been through such an intense experience together that will be something that will keep you bonded for a long time. Yeah, and I think that's one of the loveliest things that we did see on this series was that they all kind of gelled as a group by the end, didn't they? They did. I mean, I think we should talk about the the reunions in conjunction with these with these vow renewals because I agree, in the moment of the vow renewals, Josh and Amy probably thought, yeah, let's do it, let's go for it. But then given some time, given some space outside the experiment, by the time we got to the reunion, Josh was very clinical and he just wanted to say, we tried it, it didn't work. It's best for everyone if we just move on. He just wanted to play everything, another sporting term, play everything with a flat bat. What? <laughs> he just wanted to draw a line. He just wanted to draw a line under it, not give too much away, not get sucked into, how are you feeling? Josh, you need to open up. He clearly doesn't like that stuff no. and feel comfortable. He just he doesn't see it going anywhere with Amy. Let's just end it. I'll give you a hug only because you insist. And you, like, oh, it was cold, though. It and was I, very cold. I, I, she shouldn't have gone for it. She shouldn't have gone for that hug with him. I lost a bit of respect for her, to be honest. Oh, that's harsh. She shouldn't... She sh- she was saying in the in the vow renewals, I'm not needy, I don't need anyone. You kind of really needed a hug off this guy who's not that keen on you. Oh, but I feel like I've been there. They had all this history, emotional and physical. And wasn't there some study done that when a woman has sex with a man, it's like we we can't help but emotionally connect whereas you lot you're just fucking cold as ice aren't you from like the, from the waist <laughs> up you're feeling nothing so I think that was the thing she was just like there's this man that I've had this this relationship with and now he's denying it and I, I just want a little cuddle yeah I am being a bit I am being a bit harsh on her because you it was very moving how upset she was she's so she wants something to work out for her so badly I think she's yeah she's overestimated what was going on with Josh. Oh, which is Amy. a shame. It's a shame I like Amy, 
she's clearly hard work, but I like it. I like her. <laughs> but yeah, it's Josh just isn't. He's he was never going to give you what you wanted. I know. He just. I was kind of hoping that by this generation of men, like what is he, twenty six, would be getting there. Like you'd be starting to open up about your feelings, articulate them occasionally. But he doesn't give me much hope for the future. No. Neither does that aunt who the both of you liked. What was that about? Yeah, he was, was alright. No, he was not. <laughs> he was a classic passive he's aggressive. A aunt is a he is. Boy. He is. He's got it written all over his little face. As a reformed footboy, I can fucking smell him out. Oh, I, he, he is a footboy. <laughs> he is. I mean, he, the, he wants to wind his neck in. He does. <laughs> Honestly, I will go. And I feel like of the three of us, I've probably been the kindest about the contestants. Mm-hmm. But I will go out there and say, if you end up arranging an interview with Ant, I'll have to go through with this. But like, and say, no, he's passive aggressive. He gaslights. And he does that typical thing of, he played Alexis, going on about, oh, bless she was, and do you like my green eyes? And the minute she went, oh, I do actually. He was like, we're talking about? There's nothing the case, here. Though, isn't it? It's that. Yeah. It's like... It's mixed messages constantly. Oh, I don't like it. The thrill of the chase. It was really exciting for him to be because he likes that he's got a flirt and he knows he's got a flirt. Yeah. And, and then he played on that and then got our attention. And then he was like, oh, I like this, I like this. And then she shows the interest. Nope, not for me. It's thank you. Exactly that classic. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. It's great for your self esteem doing that. <gasps> oh my God. That is awful. That's terrible. Have you done it? Have you knowingly done it? Everyone's sort of knowingly done it. No, I have not. Hand on heart, I have never just thought I'm just going to see if he's interested. Put it out there. Kelly, and then there, take are, it there back. are guys who fancied you, and you've kind of known they fancied you, and you've and you've you've you know maybe not led them on, but I bet there are guys who fancied you, and you thought, ah, I know he fancies me. I'm like, you know, you enjoy the attention of it, and knowing that. that okay, that ex- okay, I will admit I've enjoyed the attention of it in the past because I've been brought up in a patriarchal society that oh. puts all of my worth <laughs> on what I look like. So knowing that I look okay kind of means that I get work or I get friends or, you know, get married and able to have children. But no, no, I, yeah, okay, I've enjoyed the attention. But no, I've never knowingly thought I'm going to flirt with you until I know you like me and then I'm not going to answer your calls and I'm going to be like, what's the matter with you? Why are you cross? You're a bunny-boiling yeah, psycho. It's that gender power imbalance, so that's why it's different. It's because it is massively different. So men mm. do that and do that knowingly way more than women will because women, if that goes wrong, get tarred with names and would be called... Like, for example, when a man flirts with a woman, gets attention and pulls away, to her will be called mental. There's far less repercussions for us mm-hmm. to go and get validation from a woman than it would be for you to go and get validation from a man. So men do, and I know they do, do it knowingly get validation from flirting Mm -hmm. or from often more which is hideous and women when they do the same thing it's often it'll come back on them worse than it would on the man even when it's the other way around do you know what I mean oh yeah well, there's a name for what we get called, isn't there? For what we do. There's loads of them. Tell you, Shabuani, isn't there? Fucking hell, you'd be shocked. <laughs> well, we called it Twitter. Oh God, the way women get spoken about on social media. From oh, it's terrific. Uh, yeah, but so have I changed your mind about Ant? Or are you convinced that he handled himself all right? I think he handled handled himself all right. Yeah, Damn. I'm not. I'm not having it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he wasn't that bad. I think he's he's a. Bit of a play player, bit of a playboy. 
You didn't do anything that bad, I don't think. I think it is bad, though. I would disagree. I would say it is bad. Like, every man has done something they should be ashamed of in their life, not necessarily something on the hideous end of the scale, but done something. That, to me, is behaviour that in a few years, when Ant grows up, because he's only in his 20s, mm-hmm. and again, I know why I was like in my 20s, I was a horrendous flirt, that as I've got older, I went, do you know what? I could have just treated that woman better. And I think he could have treated Alexis much, much better. Yeah. And but actually, you won't agree with this, but he also could have treated Nikita better. Yeah. When she was like constantly fishing for compliments and he was like, what's the matter with you? And so she opened up and went, I'm really insecure about how I look. I'm sorry. Uh, well, is it going to stop though? He just shut her down. And I was like, ah, you are not my favourite. I agree. Yeah. Watching, like thinking back on it and thinking of how he acted, I think she gets sometimes unfairly. I mean, she's an absolute crackpot and a total wild card, but I don't always think that was all her fault. No. She definitely shouldn't have done whatever she did. That we don't know what she did. Oh, God, I want to know. I want to know. I was even looking for scars on his ear, you know, at the reunion. I was like, was it? Are there any teeth marks? There weren't any. Well, we mentioned um, ghosting before talking about about Ant, and that's something that we're going to come back to. But before we do, the next couple who were on after Josh and Amy would have been Frankie and Marilise. And that was another shock for me. Yeah. And I brought it up with PCB. I think on social media and us three, we must be missing something. The, the way the way Frankie's been portrayed, and again, maybe like the Ant situation, it's going to be Omar versus you two here. That What has Frankie actually done? Other than be cringy. Uh, yeah, no, I know. He's yeah. got no respect for women. I, I've actually had a bit of a turnaround on this, you I know. Haven't. No, I, I like honestly, I was thinking about this in the middle of the night. This is pathetic. <laughs> but I was like, what if this poor guy he's just got PTSD from the army? Like he's in a constant state of panic and then his body's primed to like respond and defend and so he's just coming out with absolute shite and he can't make a good decision because he's so stressed out from all the people he killed or whatever. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, and we have absolutely hounded him on Twitter. Like, I, I have had a moment of guilt. He's Yeah, he's really cringy. He, sh- he definitely shouldn't have told her not to talk when he's talking. He's really cringy and, like, you know, uh, let me tell you something about Frank the Tank. He's, <laughs> he's really cringy and he d- it doesn't come across well. But that's not the same as being uh, a toxic man. Yeah. We're not, I think he comes not across convinced. as a toxic man. And also, he can't quote films properly. He quotes John Wayne <laughs> and did Casablanca. That's enough for me to write you off as a human, not a Oh, no, it was, um, was it Gone with the Wind? Gone with the Wind, then, then. Yeah, and he said John Wayne, it was Clark Gable. What yeah. about the fact that he talks about himself in the third person? No, I'm indifferent on that. You're all right, do you do it? Sai doesn't hate us. You know? <laughs> Other things that I find with him, though, I think I figured out their relationship is when she goes like her kids have said he's the best man they've met. Oh One, dear God! How many men have her kids met? Because mm. that, like me and Rebecca, me and Rebecca waited a year before I met her daughter. I think that made mm. us go. Mm, that's a bit like not prying to their business, but it felt like that if there's multiple men, it must be mad for her kids. And then also her and. Like, who who are these other men, though? If Frankie's the best one... I know. Who are the other men? I like, know. Ant, maybe would be one. He may be as bad. The ghost of Joseph Stalin. I don't know, like, really <laughs> bad... You'd have to be bad men to be worse than Frankie, I think. For her I boys... Just, I, see, I took it as... Oh, that's a really lonely single-parent family. They clearly haven't met many people. Yeah, I didn't know if she meant men or that she brought home, or just men in general. 
yeah. which is a different thing then, isn't it? I just felt sad. I don't know. I always kind of see it from the mother with children's point of view. Of course I'm going to, but I was just like, oh God, some man from the army, from the military, who your mum's met on a dating programme is the best human you've ever met. Like, what about their nana and bamper? What about their uncles and aunt? Like, she's written them off. Sorry, what's up? Bumper? Yeah. <laughs> what do you call your grandpa? Grandfather? <laughs> <laughs> call him Sir. <laughs> That's it. Bumper sounds like something from Star Wars. Yeah, um, I think it might be Welsh. I don't know. Well, yeah, I assume so. I, I must admit, not that I suddenly like Frankie. I don't want to be a, a Frankie apologist because he is very cringy. But I think at the reunion, they were they were still going strong I must admit people have tweeted me privately to say I was out in Plymouth I think the message said and Frankie was there having dinner with another another woman yeah and there's all this chat on these married they've at first sight groups that they've they've split up mm. now you know what relationships sometimes come to come to an end it's not you know not necessarily why do not I feel celebrating sad? it yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's a strange thing but I've I've I don't feel as strongly about Frankie as I did at the beginning. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we both look at Sai. So he went on telly and he said, right, so he's a woman who has raised two kids by herself, right? And yeah. that's heroic to do. Single parents, I've got nothing but respect for them. That's hard, right? And she's going to let a man into her, like, safe space for her kids, right? She's going to let him into that, and that's huge. And on telly, on telly, he says, ideally, though, I'd not have kids. Don't say that on telly, Frankie, because her kids will watch that. Mm. Just make a fe- make them feel special, make them feel like, do you know what? Like, I'm open to, her, like, making her kids feel part of something special. He went on telly and was like, ideally, though, you'd not have any. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because he's got PTSD. He's not thinking straight. He's panicking. He's still on the war field in his mind and in his body. He's shell-shocked. I feel like this is going to be a legal defence in court one day when he finally snaps. <laughs> <laughs> it's not... Yeah, I'm sure all of that is true, and that's really hard for Frankie, but that's... Do you Can know we what call I mean? him Frank the Tank, please, when you refer to him? Frank the Tank. <laughs> <laughs> More like Frank the fucking wank, eh? Am I right? <laughs> I just still don't like him. <laughs> That's all right. You're entitled to your opinion. I don't feel like I would enjoy... I, most of the people here, even Nikita, right? Me and Nikita, I'd have a midnight out. Frankie, I'd have nothing to talk to him about. I'd have nothing in common with him. I would resent being in his company from what I've seen on telly so far. It's tedious. <laughs> oh, Frankie, what films do you like in that? And then he'd be, oh, I like anyone with John Wayne in. And then just quoting, like, Monsters, Inc. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, you piece of shit. <laughs> It's the film thing that's got it. That's what's what bugged him. Treat women how you want, Frankie. Do you know what I mean? Just quote films properly. <laughs> I know. So, the next couple who were up for the vow renewals, Luke and Morag. <gasps> and again, I was surprised. I really thought Luke was going to... I thought it was going to be a twist where Luke was going to come through and say, you know... I wanted it to work and I've tried and I've tried and you have tried as well Morag but let's be honest we've just we've not got it to go the distance but they were both up for it I actually found their little ceremony quite moving because there's something in the both of them that really wanted to make that work I I felt like it was quite genuine Uh, I mean he did say something in our interview that stuck with me where he was so he came into the programme so determined to make it work that he said I would have made it work with a broomstick 
And I thought if she ever listens back to that, him saying I would have made it work with a broomstick, that's going to hurt. Like, But I think it was that mindset that carried him through, wasn't it? He, he was going to do his best. Yeah, it might not have got as far as it did. And then obviously we're going to talk about what happened at the reunion. Mm-hmm. But he obviously came in and he said in the interview that I've been, in my mind, I've been engaged for three months before I even got to the, got to the altar. I'm gonna, this is my wife. I'm gonna make it work. Yeah. And that was the first time I'd ever thought about it from that point of view. Cause I imagine most people going on that program would know that, oh, in three months time, I'll be married. So I'm going to treat the next three months like a stag stroke hen do. That's what I would assume people would do. But he obviously was sort of implying that he had stayed faithful to this woman he hadn't met yet for three months. Well. Going back to the very first episode we did together where we spoke about the previous series of Married at First Sight Australia, Mike, we we said that when he applied for the programme, the very next day he went to Thailand and just started shagging 20-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Luke was thinking, I'm engaged. Oh, <laughs> bless him. It was, a, it was a nice ceremony, but then it all fell apart, didn't it? Yeah, I know. I just, I feel like he had quite a bit of, um, I don't know, a, gr- a growth, a development throughout the program because I think the, re- the when we saw he had really kind of changed was outside that pub in Romford when he was like, I am done. I just want to go home to where people love me. And I think there was something something in him there had snapped and he was like, I'm, I'm not doing any more for this woman. I'm not changing anymore. I'm not putting myself down. I'm not. And when we interviewed him, there was such a confidence and a swagger coming from him, I thought, that I hadn't expected to see. And I don't know if that's been a result of the programme or if it was always there and we didn't see it in the edit. Well, a show like this, that's one of the benefits of it is watching the growth people have as people. Yeah. So someone like Luke watching him growing confidence and he'll be getting so many messages yeah. now. That'll help him with his confidence. Yeah. And then he just re- needs to remember, don't be like Ant. Just treat women with I know. respect. I know. But he's probably never had that before, Luke. He's never had, like, women, like, that meant the multitude of women, I imagine, who are approaching him now. Yeah, which is weird, because I think he's good-looking. I don't know. And he's... Confidence is a big thing, though, isn't it? Yeah. He's definitely getting some now. That vibe was coming across in the interview. <laughs> he said that as soon as the interview finished. Oh, it? yeah. He's got a house full of broomsticks. He'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> but also, twist. He said he'd visited Marilise a few times, and now her and Frankie have officially split up. And he, like, Luke's clearly getting some from somewhere. I'm just wondering. Are you trying to be the fourth expert here? I thought that. When, First. When he said he was hanging out with Aramore, I thought they're, they're late banging my... Yeah, is that what you immediately Aye, thought? Yeah, definitely. They'd be well matched. They'd be a good couple. Do you think? Aye. She seems a bit too grown up. But he, I think he'd like to be grown up. I think she'll Aww. pull him up by his fireman's horse and he'll be... <laughs> and he'd be all right with all that. She'd be like, get the Prosecco because the girls are coming round, pop it, pour their drinks, and he'd, he'd be okay with all of that, I and think. And get on with her boys and that as well. It would be great with a Lego, yeah. Can I ask the two of you... Whose side do you take there where she was saying, he didn't call me, he didn't call me for however many weeks. And he said, yeah, I didn't call her because you said you wanted space. So I messaged you. What do you think actually happened? I think in any relationship where it ends, the truth lies always somewhere in the middle. Exactly. Uh, We don't know everything and it's not 
there's more to it than that. And I, God, I, I bet that really hurt Morag that she had this kind of, sorry, but sort of lapdog that was just there with her, willing to try anything, willing to do anything, constantly saying openly in front of people, I love you, and then didn't call. But once it's gone as well, it's like John Wayne said, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Yeah. Only, and it's that, yeah. like you don't know what you've got and once it's gone. Yeah. And she did care about him as a friend. Yeah. And that's why she was seen on the sofa in the reunion, wasn't she? Who are you now? Who I don't even know who you are right now because... You're like Nikki from Big Brother. Yeah, she lost <laughs> her little friend, hadn't she? I would say, though, this goes back to the conversation we had earlier. She enjoyed the, t- the attention she was getting, which she didn't have to put too much effort into to earn. And then it was gone. And that, that upset her. Yes, I will agree with you on that. I will not agree with her. It didn't take much effort because it is exhausting to be a woman and get out of the house looking like that. Highlights, moisturiser, fake eyelashes, eyebrows, God knows all of it. So there's definitely some effort has gone in there. But I don't think that, that any of that was done for Luke. Do you not? No. I think Luke would have been happy either way if she hadn't, hadn't done any of that. She was one of the only women that you never, ever saw without her makeup on. Ever. Not even first thing in the morning. She was getting out of bed before you even woke up to do her makeup, I think. <laughs> um, well, this sort of leads into one thing where I think Luke made a misstep, was saying that he thinks the whole thing from her point of view was, was false. That mm. she was fake throughout. Mm. And I wonder if he actually felt that or just in the moment he was, you know, he was upset and they were having a bit of an argument. Because I don't think that's true. I think, I think Morag enjoyed his attention. Ultimately, they weren't well matched, um, or they weren't the right match. But I don't think she was, you know, just doing it to be on telly and keeping him no, in to I be don't. on telly. I don't get that. No, feeling. I think she really, really liked him as a friend and she knew that if she had higher self-esteem or was just a different person, she would have fancied him. And I think she was kind of disappointed in herself that she couldn't. However, she could have handled herself better and yeah. not continually told him that he wasn't man enough or wasn't, you know, attractive enough. Don't put this shirt on, I might fancy you. Dress up like a fireman, I might fancy you. Give me a glass of wine, I might fancy you. That's all a bit harsh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but she tried tried mostly. You can see that she did put in effort. Yeah. She got a lot of things wrong. And I think is still convinced, like was convinced throughout that, that she prefers a bad boy. And I think when you've still got that in your head, that you prefer something different. I know. It's that thing of holding Luke up, do, rather than just judging Luke on the person he is. She was judging him against a standard of a man that she's got in her head. Not even a real man. Not Not like my ex is amazing. You'll never measure up with my ex. It's my ideal version of a man is different to you. Yeah. Yeah. This kind of construct. And also, the lust part of our brain is like literally right next to the, the sort of anxiety part of our brain. So if somebody makes us feel anxious, sometimes we can confuse that with fancying them. So I think that's what's happened to her in the past. Men have made her feel angsty and anxious. And she's thought, oh, I fancy you, but she doesn't. You can't, I don't Fair know. Point. Can you really have good sex with somebody that you think, I don't know if you fancy me or not? Are you, you going to call me back? Oh, it's not. Oh, no, it's not for me, that. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it about you again, haven't you, Kelly? Uh, yeah, I can't wait to whip out another story, honestly. What's next? What are you going to ask me? <laughs> well, this one's easy. Uh, Adam and Taya. Yeah. 
That was great, wasn't it? Oh, the big love story. You messaged our little group that we have as soon as they, they did the, the trailer for the upcoming vow renewals, saying, oh, he's going to propose, isn't he? Yeah. With the, the emoji with the love hearts for eyes. I know. Did you like that? <laughs> I found it a bit upset. <laughs> <laughs> Inappropriate. So it's, a, it's a business group, Kelly. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I actually, I love these two. I love them individually and as a couple. And I, I was wrong about them in the beginning because I did say, oh God, she just wants another baby. All that she wants is another baby. And he just wants... John Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) And he just wants to, you know, get his end away. But but honestly, I was wrong. I was wrong. These two are so in love and I think they could last. Well, I, I've said before that my, as soon as he came on, I thought, oh, Adam's going to be a player as well. Yeah. And he wasn't at all. It was just smooth sailing from there. They clearly had a wonderful time. Yeah. And they've got amazing chemistry together. Like that interview that we did with them, you can just feel it. It's not contrived in any way. It's genuine. I was happy and nice, aren't they? Yeah. really good people. Yes. I will say that Adam was very upset that you weren't there for that interview because oh. I think he wanted to give you both barrels. Oh, <laughs> he was gutted. Oh, that's a shame. I know. <laughs> that would have been fun to see it play out. Have, yeah. I would have really enjoyed that yeah. as well. <laughs> oh, I'm quite good now. I think not as gutted as he was though because no. it was literally one of the first things he said. The sound engineer Andy was saying, oh. he was like, hi, is that Si there? And we were like, sorry, no. And he was like, oh. oh I bet he had notes and everything. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, as well, I would have let him have it. Like, I just would have went, you take this one, kid. Yeah. Just nice, it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He took it well, and like... He took it really well, and you yeah. were really harsh. I wasn't that harsh. Nah. You said he was like a stable boy that had been kicked the in vibe the head. <laughs> vibe. Vibe, Kelly. <laughs> that's, like, that's like saying, uh, I didn't call you a bitch, I said you're acting like a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you just had the vibe of one. Which is very different, I'm saying, about a man, not a woman, so, you know... <laughs> That was nice about him after. Were you? What you said, that's nice. Loads of stuff. I think he's a lovely, lovely human. Really nice, comes across very well. Go on, go on and add a rampage. I think he's earned it. He's just a good egg. I think that's the nicest thing you can say about someone, just a good egg. Okay, then. Solid, like, actually, sort of take it, like, if uh, me and Adam had a night out, do you know what? I'd enjoy his company. Yeah, you would. He might not enjoy yours, but... I think he would. I think (laughs) we'd have a laugh. Me and him would chat about nerdy stuff. Mm. He's, a, he's a he's a big geek that came across came up in the interview as well. He's a big Lord of the Rings fan, and actually, I thought he's he's into bodybuilding and stuff, so he must have a really strict diet. And I think he's think he's celiac. He or, is. He's gluten free. Yeah. Um, but me and my mates, when we were students, invented a Lord of the Rings drinking game, which is phenomenal, and it'll get you absolutely fucked up, Adam. But if you want the uh, want the rules, I will post them to you. That's the geekiest thing I have ever heard. A Lord of the Rings drinking game. It's brilliant. How are you getting married? How have you found yourself a woman? <laughs> uh, I would like to say just about that that interview that we spoke about the miscarriage, which I know is something that you've brought up a few times during these podcasts. And I did say I would put some information on the end of the, the podcast interview that we did with them. Unfortunately, because of some technical problems that was deleted. So I'm just going to say, if you do need any information about miscarriages, you can contact the Miscarriage Association on info at miscarriageassociation.org.uk or ring 01924 200 799. 
Or alternatively, you can message me for a chat. I've had a few women do that. Actually. I saw, yeah. It's been lovely. It's been really I nice. I really felt it wasn't my place to start no, getting involved in that. There's at one point where we don't need your input. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, that's it. Married at First Sight UK. Done. Oh, I feel a bit sad, but also very relieved. <laughs> It'll be nice to have our evenings back, won't it? Yeah. But there's been lots that's happened. I mean, Nikita seems like such a long time ago calling everyone divvies. <laughs> that, that was exciting. <laughs> My series highlight, by the way, happened in the last episode when Nikita used the phrase, a volcano that's about to erode. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. That yeah. was large when this series is done now. Yeah. <laughs> I know, bless her. What's your series highlight? I do think it's Matt. I do think it's Matt because it was so unexpected. He seemed like a nice guy. And he still seems like a nice guy. But it was just brilliant. He just seemed to turn. I didn't know. It was the last person I expected it to come from. Yeah. I think similarly, mine's were at a moment where somebody acted out of character. And that was, I've already mentioned it, but Luke outside that pub in Romford just going, I'm done. I'm going home to Wales where people love me for who I am. I just, honestly, I had goosebumps because I was like, we have watched you be kind of trampled on the whole series and you've finally woken up and gone there. I'm not taking this anymore. I like that. It was good. It yeah. was a lovely, lovely moment. Well, that definitely got one of the biggest responses on social media when he had to deal with Morag's, Morag's mate. He oh, was, yeah. Couldn't sit in a chair, could she? She was up and down. I know. What was going on there? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave that to everyone's own opinions. <laughs> yeah, and there's certainly been a lot of speculation on social media about that. Cringiest moment, I think, for me, is just... Pretty much any time Frankie was yeah, speaking. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Bob's had a few, though. Let's not forget about Bob. Oh, yeah. Which he owned up to. Bob's spitting balls would be... Look at it. What about a moment that made you feel outraged or angry? Any? Frankie again, for me. Like yeah. His, just, yeah. Seeing a grown man... Like speak down to women, so this was like the way he was with Mel was one of my worst moments. Oh yeah, like that, that gets underrated. The absolute disdain that he had for Mel. Yeah, that's true. I'd that's forgotten true. about that actually. Didn't like being challenged by a woman. Yeah. What about them? What offended you more, Frankie saying to Marilise, "Maybe don't speak over me," or Josh saying to Amy, "Shut your mouth." Both were equally horrific. I was. The, I think I was one of the only people that voted on your poll to say that Josh offended me more. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you'd voted for that. Yeah, because it was the vast majority the other way. Yeah. And I sort of agree, Josh offended me more. And that's something that's come up on social media is a lot of women, actually, uh, when I've mentioned that about Josh, have said, you know, she was she was vile and all this. It was some quite harsh language about Amy. And don't get me wrong, Amy's hard work, I've said repeatedly, but there's just no reason for anyone to speak to, to someone like that, especially when she was defending him. Yeah. So that that was a moment that did that was something that angered me. Yeah. Like, I hated um, Jordan speaking down to our PCB in that reunion. Oh, oh God. Because yeah. you know I haven't had much love for Jordan since the beginning, but yeah. I mean, uh, PCB was just laughing that. Well, yeah, it's just some small boy <laughs> who's not fit to shine his shoes. Do you know what I mean? Just trying to belittle him. Yeah, that wouldn't bother PCB. Yeah, the uh, the experts have been great this series, as you say. Mel, Mel with Frankie, PCB all the way through. Yeah. Charlene, Charlene was great. Yeah, she was great. 
So that rounds out our series of maths lessons. Want to say thank you to all the mathletes that have been listening. Or what else? What did I say? Mafricans. Mafricans. Mathematicians. Amaphrodites. I'm proud of that one, but nobody liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a valiant, a valiant effort. Kelly. Thank you. So thank you to everyone for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure, this series. Yeah. We might have a little surprise to come as well, so do keep following what on social media. But for now, it just remains to say it's goodbye from me, Cy Beckwith. Goodbye from me, Kelly Rickard. Goodbye from me, Omar Abid. And in the words of John Wayne, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.